WBUR Podcasts, Boston. There's an old proverb that goes, you must bait the hook to catch the fish. What this saying means is you must prepare fully and properly if you want to succeed at something. In today's story, we'll meet a character who baits the hook and catches the fish, but the success he finds smells anything but sweet. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called Something Fishy. Versions of this tale come from Hawaii, the only U.S. state made up completely of islands. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this story, including Yorma Takoni, whom you grown-ups may know as one-third of the comedy group The Lonely Island. You kids may recognize Yorma's voice from the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and Lego movies. Yorma's also the producer of the new podcast, Kami Reads. So circle around, everyone, for something fishy. In a little village, on a lush island, in a vast turquoise sea, there lived a fisherman. Each morning, the fisherman woke up in his ramshackle hut, pulled on his tattered coat, then carried his weather-beaten canoe to the shore. He slid the boat into the water, then baited his old wooden fishing hook and cast his line for tuna, marlin, and snapper. Okay, let's hope those critters are biting today. Despite the fisherman's hard work and high hopes, the fish weren't often biting. Still, no matter how measly or meager his catch, at day's end he always hauled his fish to the village market, where he sold them at the very reasonable price of one copper apiece. Here you go, sir. That'll be one copper, please. Thank you. But the fisherman didn't sell all of his fish. If he encountered someone who couldn't afford that one copper, someone who was going through a rough patch and had fallen on hard times... Don't worry about the copper, friend. I know what it's like to struggle to get by. So please, take this fish and enjoy it as a gift from me. Early one day, the fisherman was floating in his canoe waiting for a tug on his line, when suddenly the line didn't just tug, it jerked. Whoa! I must have hooked something big. The fisherman gritted his teeth as he pulled the line in. And after one last yank, what should come rocketing out of the water and into his canoe? But an Octopus! Its big eyes bulging and its sucker-covered arms wiggling every which way. Oh my, oh my. How did I catch a big fellow like you on my hook? That is simple, my friend. I let you. The fisherman jumped so high he nearly toppled overboard. No, oh, wait a minute. You speak? I do speak. And I've been waiting to speak with you for some time now. I am Kanaloa. 
fisherman froze. Of course, Kanaloa, god of the sea. Legends told how the deity would appear as a squid or an octopus in his rare interactions with humans. The fisherman could hardly believe he was one of those humans now. Oh, Kanaloa! Great, great Kanaloa! I am honored to make your divine acquaintance. But tell me, why would you let a humble fisherman like me catch you on my line? Well, I've been watching you for some time, my friend. I've seen how you share your fish each day. No matter how small your catch, I appreciate your spirit of selflessness, of generosity, and so I wish to give to you a gift. Look inside your pocket. With trembling fingers, the fisherman reached into his pocket. And what should he find there? But a fish hook. Unlike his old wooden hook, however, this hook looked brand new and was beautifully carved from sparkling seashells. Attach this hook to your line, my friend. Cast your line into the sea, and whatever you catch, enjoy it as a gift from me. The fisherman gazed at the hook with wonder. Then he gazed at Kanaloa with joy. I thank you for this gift, Kanaloa. But I must return the favor. Is there something I can give you in exchange? Well, you've already given so much to so many. But since you ask, there is one thing you can give me. Your word. My word? Yes, you can give me your pledge that you will always, always use this gift wisely. Promise me you'll do that. Of course, Kanaloa. I promise I will use this gift wisely. Always. Good. Now farewell, my friend. Farewell. And with that, the god of the sea launched out of the canoe and into the water, then disappeared into the depths below. I can't believe it. I just met the god of the sea, and he gave me this magnificent fish hook. I must do as he says and cast it into the water, and then who knows what will happen? What do you think will happen when the fisherman uses his new hook? We'll find out after a quick break. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called Something Fishy. Before the break, Kanaloa, god of the sea, rewarded the fisherman with a sparkling fish hook. In exchange, the generous fellow promised he would use the gift wisely. Once Kanaloa leaped back into the sea, the fisherman tied the new hook to his line and cast it into the water. Within seconds, the line went tense. A bite? Already? When the fisherman pulled the line in, what should he find snagged on the hook but the plumpest tuna he had ever seen? By golly, 
You're a big one, aren't you? And I caught you so quickly. He removed the tuna from the hook, then cast his line again. And just like that... Oh! He felt another tug. This time, he brought in a massive striped marlin. Holy mackerel! Or marlin. You're a big fella, too. And I caught you even faster than I caught the tuna. Well, no sooner had the fisherman said those words than his line tugged one more time. No way! And what should he spy dangling from his hook but a hefty red snapper? This is amazing! I've never caught so many fish before. And they're all so big and beautiful. Kanaloa's hook truly works wonders. By the end of the day, the fisherman's canoe was brimming with tuna, marlin, and snapper. Some so mammoth and unwieldy he could hardly lift them from the boat. But he managed to stuff all the fish into his baskets and carry them to market. And just as he always did, he sold some of them. That'll be one copper, please. Thank you. And gave the rest away. You can't afford the one copper, sir? No problem. This one's on the house. And here's one for you, miss. And one for you. And you. And you. And you. Consider these fish a gift from me. Thanks to Kanaloa's hook, the fishermen kept catching big, beautiful fish every day. And as the weeks went on, word of his amazing tuna, marlin, and snapper spread far and wide. And customers began flocking from all over the island to take advantage of the fisherman's bargain price. That'll be one copper, please. Thank you. Uh, one copper, please. Thank you. Uh, one copper, please. Thank you. The fisherman's sales picked up and up. And before long, he was selling out of fish each and every day. Which was great for business, of course. But not so great for the needy people who would usually rely on the fisherman's charity. Sorry, sir. My fish sold like hotcakes today. I have no more left to give away. At first, the fisherman felt bad for no longer being able to help others. But as his sales grew and grew, the fisherman realized he could afford more and more. So he threw away his raggedy old coat and bought a spiffy new one. He sprang for a bigger, flashier canoe. He even moved out of his ramshackle hut and splurged on a tidy cottage. Now that the fisherman was enjoying a taste of the high life, a sneaky thought crept into his brain. You know, I've been selling the finest fish this market has ever seen. And yet, I'm still charging just one copper apiece? It's ridiculous! I am going to raise my prices. That way, I can live even higher on the hog than I already do. So, the fisherman doubled his price. That'll be two coppers, please. Then he doubled it again. That'll be four coppers, please. Then he doubled it again. That'll be eight coppers, please. And as you may have guessed... Now, when he came across a villager in need, someone who had fallen on hard times and was struggling to get by, he no longer felt sad or sorry. Look, buddy, 
if I gave you my precious catch for free, who's going to buy it for eight coppers apiece? <laughs> Don't expect any handouts from me. But here's the thing. At some point, the fisherman had raised his prices so high that no one could afford to buy his fish. He was still catching more tuna, marlin, and snapper than ever, and he still refused to give any of it away for free. So heaps of fish began piling up in the yard of his tidy cottage. And in no time at all, that fish began growing rotten and rancid. Ugh, yuck! This fish is getting so stinky and smelly, I can hardly stand it. I must find a way to get rid of it all. And I know just how I'll do it. Late one night, beneath a shimmering silvery moon, the fisherman scooped up as much rotten fish as he could and loaded it in his canoe. Yuck! Then he brought the reeking boat to the shore and paddled out to sea. When he reached a deep, placid spot, he took all the stinky, smelly fish Here goes! and dumped them into the water. Goodbye! Good riddance! Smell you later! (laughs) But he wasn't laughing for long. Because all of a sudden, the water around him began to bubble and churn. Whoa! And what should come rocketing out of the foaming sea and into his shiny new canoe, but you guessed it. Hello, old friend. Kanaloa! What are you doing here? What am I doing here? The god of the sea thrust a sucker-covered arm toward the fisherman. The question is, what are you doing here? Clearly not fishing. After all, a good fisherman catches live fish from the sea. He doesn't dump dead ones into it. Unless, of course, he has broken his promise and not used a certain gift wisely. The fisherman shook his head. On the contrary, Kanaloa, I have used your gift wisely. Have you? So charging an arm and a leg for your fish is using my gift wisely. Not sharing that fish with others is using my gift wisely. Allowing that fish to rot and go to waste? Would you say that that is using my gift wisely? Well, I would say it's the cost of doing business. And my business is booming, Kanaloa. I am so much richer than I was before. Kanaloa fell quiet. He fixed the fisherman with his twinkling, bulging eyes. So, you really believe you're richer, do you? Of course. Look at my clothing. Look at my canoe. And you should see my cottage. It's like a miniature palace. Well, in that case, I offer you a new gift. To celebrate your rich new life, you'll find that gift the next time you cast your line. And with that, Kanaloa fixed the fisherman with one last look, then sprang from the canoe and disappeared into the sea. The fisherman could hardly wait to see Kanaloa's new gift. Quickly, he did as the gods said and cast his line again, 
And when he felt a tug and pulled the line in, what should he find dangling at the end but... One of the rotten, stinking fish he had tossed into the water. Ah, This thing is rank. I must try again. Heart racing and palms sweating, the fisherman cast his line a second time. But once more... Dangling from his hook was another putrid fish. So the fisherman cast his line again. Gross! And again. Disgusting! But try as he might, all he could catch was smelly, decaying fish. You see, Kanaloa had noticed that as the fishermen became richer and richer in money, he had become poorer and poorer in kindness. So now, thanks to the clever god of the sea, the fishermen would no longer enjoy the sweet smell of success. Instead, he'd be stuck with the stench of rotting fish. Now it's your turn. Remembering to appreciate and be grateful for what we have isn't always easy. You can stay on track by creating your own appreciation alphabet. On your own or with a grown-up, write down all the letters of the alphabet, A to Z, with a space after each one. Letter by letter, think of something or someone you appreciate that starts with that letter. Then either write it down or draw a picture. Some letters might be trickier than others, but keep at it. When you're done, share your appreciation alphabet with someone you love and hold on to it as a reminder of all the wonderful people and things you can be thankful for. This week's episode, Something Fishy, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Sophie Codner. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Han. Sabina has created a black and white coloring page for all 200-plus of our Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and add your own colors. Grown-ups, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Coloring Pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Theodore Chin and Yorma Tacconi. Writer, director, and actor Yorma Tacconi is one-third of the sketch comedy troupe The Lonely Island, along with childhood friends Andy Samberg and Akiva Schaefer. You kids may recognize Yorma's voice from the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and Lego movies, as well as our Season 5 episode, Queen of the Forest. He's also the producer of the new podcast, Camille Reads. Our featured instrument this week was the steel guitar. You can learn more about this horizontal guitar originally developed in Hawaii and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing a very cool one that dates back 75 years on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. And while you're at wbur.org slash circle round, you can find information about our live events and picture books, and you can support your favorite public radio podcast and get all sorts of awesome goodies by joining the Circle Round Club. Again, it's all at wbur.org slash circle round. Grownups, if you enjoy Circle Round, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. We also invite you to share the Circle Round love on social media. Tag us on Instagram and Facebook at Circle Round Podcast. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. 
Thanks for circling around with us. Now that you've made it to the end of this Circle Round episode, we want to know, what's your favorite Circle Round story? Thousands of fans just like you have been telling us about the Circle Round stories they like best. Take a listen. Maybe one of their favorites is one of yours, too. Hi, my name is Ahan, and I live in India, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Fisherman's Leftovers. My favorite part is when the elder brothers laugh plus beg for the golden-ish sand which Hiroshi brought from the sea that was not even there. Hi, I'm Soup. I'm from Lathrop, California. My favorite circle round story is the kernel of truth. My favorite part of the story is when the queen says, The law is the law and the law must be followed. Period. My name is Maxton, and my favorite circle round story is the blizzard wizard, and my favorite part is when the blizzard wizard starts melting from the sun's arrow. My name is John. I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. My favorite circle round story is the upside down tree. I like the part when hyena flips the tree upside down. My name is Deacon. And I'm from Truckee, California, and my favorite circle round story is the tale of Koala's tail. I like the part where they pull Koala's tail off. Hi, my name is Foster. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My favorite circle round story is the four winds, and my favorite part is where the north wind carries the fox to the Arctic and drops her in a bank of snow. Hi, my name is Sophie, and I live in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and my favorite chocolate story is all of them. Hi, my name is Camila. I live in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I love all the Circle Round stories. We love you, Rebecca Shear. Did someone mention a story you've missed? Not to worry. Grown-ups, you can find all of our Circle Round stories, plus links to the Circle Round Club, picture books, coloring pages, and oh so much more on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. <laughs>